When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you live coverage of the Girls and Boys NSAA High School Soccer Championships from Morrison Stadium at Creighton University. Monday, May 13th, see Class B girls at 8.30 p.m. Central and Class A girls at 8 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. He'll get it again behind left guard. Triangle on, pushing, pushing, touchdown! Kansas City! The Ravens defense has only averaged giving up 16 points a game this year. The Chiefs have 14 if they get the PAT in their first two drives. Wrapping up hour number one here on Hurt at Sports Radio on AM 590 ESPN Omaha ESPN Tri-Cities. We're also on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Speaking of YouTube, some really good comments and interactions on there this morning. Uh, Scary Gary chimes in with an interesting comment that we actually talked about for most of the break. He says, Lamar just bad timing played in Mahomes' era. Going to hurt all these great QBs, Josh Allen, etc. And that's an interesting point. Because I, I agree with him to a certain extent, but you also look at, okay, before the Mahomes era, you had the Brady era. And Brady is unquestionably the most successful quarterback of all time in terms of making it to Super Bowls, winning Super Bowls, et cetera, right? Just winning. Even, yeah, just winning, right? Even if you're like, ah, I like this guy better, which whatever. He's got the GOAT resume. I, I'm not going to have that argument today. but if I you, will. <laughs> if you look at... Even, even Brady, who wanted an unprecedented rate. Peyton Manning broke through twice. Eli Manning broke through twice, which is a wild one. Uh, Drew Brees broke through. Aaron Rodgers broke through. Mahomes broke through before it was over. Cam like, Newton, technically. Yeah, Cam, New- uh, Cam Newton. He didn't win it, but right, he um, technically broke through in the AFC. Uh, no, that was the NFC. That's NFC. I'm sorry, Panthers. excuse me. Yeah, uh, but that was the year Manning broke through through the AFC. I mean, you've had, I mean Joe Burrow broke through. Kansas City to make it to the Super Bowl didn't win it obviously but you've got a track record of guys who broke through during the era of Tom Brady greatness and so like I understand he probably limits the number of opportunities that other people are going to get he certainly has been the boogeyman to Josh Allen for sure but it doesn't prevent it's not like even with a guy like Brady, even with a guy like Mahomes, there's still other opportunities for guys to break through. And it's, it's not like this 
it's not like he's going to win the Super Bowl every year. Right, there's going to be other opportunities. I get they've made it four of the last five years. Uh, yeah, drunk monk, uh, Big Ben broke through twice during the Brady era. Good comments today as well. well. Also like, pointed out the uh, the numbers for the Ravens and their inability to run the football. Six carries between their two running backs. Sixteen total carries. Half of them were Lamar Jackson. Like that was mind. Like Todd Monken just, was, which is okay to have half of them be your quarterback. Let's just. Double, maybe triple the number say, that you give to your RB. Sixteen is not enough, and six running back carries is certainly not enough. But my point is, there's been a ton of guys that have broken through, even in the most unprecedented run of success we've ever seen from a quarterback. So I have a hard time just giving people the only, really, the only time I give people a pass for not winning titles is through the Jordan '90s with the Bulls, because. Really, nobody broke through while he was healthy and in that last stretch of his career. When he was healthy and actually playing, well, not healthy because he was healthy, but when he was actually playing and not retired, nobody broke through. So it's like, yep, yeah, this is kind of a steel curtain here. If Jordan's playing from 90 to 98, you get nothing and you'll like it, right? That, that's just kind of what it was. Hakeem Olajuwon should thank him every day for retiring and letting him get the two, the two championships. But that's what it was, right? And that's not how it has been in football. Basically, during any stretch, you go back to Joe Montana in his dominant stretch in the 80s. He won four Super Bowls. That means there were six other years that other guys won Super Bowls. This is an unprecedented run of success. Other guys still win. So I have a hard time giving Lamar a pass for that. I have a hard time giving Josh Allen a pass for that. And maybe they will break through at some point, right? But the fact that they haven't yet, and Joe Burrow did, Joe Burrow's really the only one that broke through that Mahomes barrier. Tells me so far, so far, yeah, yeah. But that's why I like Joe Burrow better than those two guys, because obviously he's struggles with health a little bit, but he's been super productive, and he's the one guy that's been able to get past Mahomes. So I put him a little bit notch above those other two guys. And this would have been the year to see somebody else. It would have been the year to see yeah. Lamar, to see Josh Allen, because the Chiefs on paper weren't as good as they were the past few seasons. I mean, you've, you've removed Tyreek Hill, yeah. and their offense depletes a ton. Yeah. Uh, now, Rasheed Rice, I thought, did a really nice job in the second half of the season to become that number one option for and for Patrick Mahomes. Kelsey, and Kelsey found his, yeah. Well, he found a way to, to figure it out in the playoffs he, because taken this season, game. oh my goodness, especially for somebody that drafted this guy sixth overall in fantasy. <laughs> I mean, talk about maybe the biggest bust of the year, watching Kelsey put up numbers like three for 36, when last year we're talking about this guy at minimum mm-hmm. putting up 70, 80 yards. I joked about this with a buddy last week. By the way, I hit that bet with the 40 yards, Travis <laughs> Kelsey. But I joked about this with him because I said, man, at what point in time were we ever discussing – Man, can Kelsey get 40 yards? Yeah. Like, at what point in time did, did we sit back and say that? And like, no one's ever asked that question before. And I was concerned that he wasn't going to get 40 yards in a football game. And there's a part of me that wonders, and I think, I think we talked about this last week, there's a part of me that wonders if the Chiefs knew – because what have we seen? We've seen Rasheed Rice. They knew, they, they knew he was going to date Taylor Swift. Absolutely. And you can doubt the Chiefs. No. <laughs> I wonder if the Simpsons predicted that. I'm I, waiting for the episode. Probably did. Uh, it was actually like four years. No, I'm just. Uh, I, there's a part of me that wonders if the Chiefs knew because Andy Reid is 
like if anybody's going to go galaxy brain on this, I trust it to be Andy Reid. But part of me wonders if they knew that at some point they're going to need some of these wide receivers to make plays. We saw maybe the biggest catch of that game. MVS at the end. Made by Valdez Scantling, who had been the, between him and Kadarius Toney, had been the goats in the bad way the entire season for the Chiefs. And he makes a... Yeah, they were the difference between a 13-win season and an 11-win season. And he made a huge play at the end of the game to seal that thing for the Chiefs. And so you, I wonder how much was Andy Reid kind of force-feeding the wide receivers who weren't ready yet? Because he knew Kelsey could be there. He knew Kelsey would be okay and be ready. Because you saw the Patriots do this with Gronk a little bit as he got older. They wouldn't use him a ton during the regular season, and then they'd start to ramp things up in the playoffs and try and get reps for the wide receivers that they didn't trust quite as much. If that's what they were doing, first of all, it's genius by Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. But we've seen Rasheed Rice emerge. We've seen MVS not be a huge liability. And we've seen Pacheco emerge as well as a legitimate running threat. Plus, seventh-round pick. Now you get those seventh-round picks are pretty good. Pretty good, we find out now. <laughs> um, maybe for kickers. <laughs> Harrison Butker was in the seventh round. So was Brock Purdy. Um, <laughs> But now just you, barely. Now you see, yeah, he was oh, just barely. Now you see, now you see Travis Kelsey also become who mm-hmm. we know Travis Kelsey is, and now you've got some receivers with a little bit of confidence, some receivers that you trust a little bit more to make plays, and now the Chiefs' offense looks as good as it has all year, and you've still got that incredible defense, by far the best defense they've had in the Patrick Mahomes era. That's what makes them scary now. Is okay, the receivers aren't strictly liabilities anymore you've got some guys that can make plays Travis Kelsey's playing like Travis Kelsey again Patrick Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes and you've got a defense that's frankly very scary that defense is so good it's just a really interesting dynamic on that Chiefs offense as it's kind of evolved in the playoffs into something we didn't see in the regular season well and they struck out a couple of times before they hit big with Rasheed Rice and I yeah. don't even want to say they hit big but until they just hit with yeah Rasheed, just I mean to have a functional guy let's go back just a year or two they draft Sky Moore and what did Sky Moore become nothing he won yet at least right yeah right now he is nothing and all he does is drop punts he had a then couple you look at, nice moments in the playoffs last year but you look at me Cole yeah. Hardman same type of situation. They drafted him thinking like, oh, okay, he's going to be a nice pairing with Tyreek Hill. And then, Haven't I mean, we've much. seen what Hardman's been for that team, too, that just hasn't amounted to much. So they finally hit with Rasheed, but they had to mm-hmm. because this is the year they didn't have Tyreek Hill. They always had that safety net with Tyreek like, oh, well, oh, we're still okay. Yeah. Right? But, you still have Tyreek. But until Tyreek goes to Miami and you're like, uh-oh. Now we only have Travis. Now what? They needed somebody to step up right away, and that was Rasheed Rice. Should we get to Goff now or later? You're going to have to Not deal the candy with the Chiefs. Because <laughs> I, I can make a quick comp if we need to. Let's make a quick comp, and if it sparks some thought, we'll, we'll pick it up later. So Jared Goff, you had said, you know, a pretty tough person to, He's an interesting case. to evaluate yeah. b- based on his ceiling, like what his ceiling could be. Yeah. I think Jared Goff's ceiling and best comp so far mm-hmm. – is Matt Ryan. Oh, that's a good one. And the reason I say that is, for one, this year, you look at what the Lions were and what the Falcons were in that Mm 2016-17 Super Bowl run, 
pretty similar. Defenses weren't fantastic. The offenses really was was the driving force. Mm-hmm. Now Goff has more weapons than than uh, Ryan, Ryan had, yeah. especially in the running back department. Yeah. Um, but I think it's I think those two are like neck and neck with like okay if you if you had to if you had to use some 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 what's it foresight is that the word yeah thank you yeah <laughs> I got there <laughs> um, and, and figure out. What Jared Goff could be by by career's end, I think it's Matt Ryan. You look at the stats, they already align. And plus, you look at how they stylistically play. Mm-hmm. Both are really great pocket passers, have great presence mm-hmm. in the pocket. They're reliable. They have accurate arm strength. It, it, it's kind of like the perfect match. Like, if we were playing match game, I think I just made <laughs> the match. That's a really interesting one. We I might pick that up in a little bit because I think – I think there's some interesting I think there's some interesting implications based on that comparison on who Jared Goff can be and who Matt Ryan ended up being. We will pick that up in a little bit. Coming up next though, we're gonna talk to our friend Sam McEwen from the our Omaha friend. World Herald. A lot going on with Nebraska. We'll pick that up here coming up next on Herd at Sports Radio, AM five ninety ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri Cities.